Welcome to this episode of the Comedy Defect Podcast. My name's Winter Fonander, I'm a comedian, and this is my show. Those of you old to the show, welcome back. Those of you new, hey, welcome, guys. This is episode 62 with a very funny Mr. Dave Green. I saw Dave when I first started years ago. Talk about Dave's anxiety with objects and his upcoming show, Melt. I saw his show last year, Slug. It was great. Very gag-heavy. If you want to laugh, that's what comedy is about, right? So go check his stuff out. Very funny guy and really lovely fella to spend an hour with. I uh, hope you enjoy this conversation. You can follow him on Facebook, Twitter, all of those places. He also runs a gig in Stoke Newington. So if you go check out Dave online, uh, go Google him. You'll find out where that gig is. And he's got some great acts on his bills. Now... You can follow this podcast on Twitter at The Comedy Defect. You can follow me at Winter Phonander. You can also come see my live stand-up gig dates, which I'm previewing my show, which is called By the Power of Grayskull, which I've taken around the place. I'm really enjoying it, guys. The Power of Grayskull is going to be appearing at Shaftesbury Fringe, and that is at Shaston Social Club at 10.30pm on the 29th of this month, which is June. So guys, go check it out there. Go support it. I'm going to film it as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying the previews and I've had a lot of fun just writing the jokes for it, guys. So come down, check it out and see the work that I've been doing. You can also support this podcast by going to Patreon, type in The Comedy Defect Podcast. You can donate as little or as much as you feel this podcast is worth. Those of you that do donate, thank you. Those of you that don't, hey, leave us a nice, honest review. It's really easy now. Go to your phone. Just, you know, I say, have fun with it. Let yourself go. Uh, Pretend it's TripAdvisor. Just, you know, enjoy yourself. Uh, That's all I'm going to say for this intro. This is a great episode with a very funny Mr. Dave Green for episode 62. Enjoy. Dave Green, welcome to the Comedy Defect. How are you doing, man? You right? I'm very good. Thank you for getting the rocky road. Uh, No problem. As I said before, I had the uh, chocolate uh, Cadbury's fingers last night. Uh, and they were amazing, so I'm going to try this one. So yeah, uh, you might hear a bit of chewing on the microphone. Oh, boy, it's real, right? That's a bit of uh, atmosphere. So we're having it. So, <laughs> so what you've been up to? Anything exciting? Or I had a show last night. I'm running a show over in Stoke Newington, and did that. I had a yeah, Tony Law and Aula Bell on, which was awesome. It was really good, man. Amazing. It was a re- yeah, really fun night. Was it? Uh, did he do his 20 minutes on his name? Did yeah, he? yeah. Oh, man, Amongst so... other stuff, yeah. Wow. That was so brilliant, that bit. Oh, yeah, that was really cool. I opened Hours in the Middle, then Tony Closing. Ribbons and Taylor Comedy. What's the name of the nice. show? Mon- nice. Monthly show. Russell Hicks headlining the next one. Uh, what date's that? 23rd of May. Usually, oh. these two dates are a bit abnormal because of school holidays and stuff, but usually it'll be the last Wednesday of every month. Was there a big crowd in? Yeah, sold out, man. Oh, totally mate, sold that's out. Great. Yeah. Nice one. Tony Law, isn't he? He's got like a big following. So, he did that English comedy Brussels, and I was emceeing one time. I came back from uh, Belgium. It was like it was the first gig I did outside of the UK. I was like, "Oh my god!" And then I saw Tony Laws. Hey, Tony! Yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, just ha- fucking fanboy the shit out of him. Like, <laughs> and I was like, "Can I have a picture?" I was like, "I'm a big fan, man." And I was like, "Yeah, it's cool." Nice talking. man. I was like, "Yeah." He said, "Yeah, I'm gonna." He said, "I'm doing that next month." Yeah, so okay, cool. What was it again? Where was it? Sorry, uh, English comedy Brussels um, in, um, in Belgium. Nice. Uh, Is it good? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really nice, man. Unfortunately, it was I got the she and the stick because the World Cup was on, mm. and fucking wasn't Belgium playing that weekend. So we had like about thirty in a three hundred seater room, you know. So I was like, oh uh. man, it was a tough, tough. It was fine, like it made it work, but it was yeah. just like, oh. Deliso Chapanda was closing, uh, Chris Martin was opening, and uh, I think I was in the middle. You had eric lampart do you do two podcasts or is it just the one which we were talking about before we started recording just that one just oh man yeah i've stopped doing that that yeah yeah, because so it was the uh go on google and 
look at the streets and take the piss out of them and just fuck about, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, it's, um, it's kind of autobiographical, so it's kind of about the comics' life mm. and important places in their life. So it's like a virtual tour of their life mm. using Google Street View. To remind them of things they did uh, in their childhood and stuff, right? Yeah, it's very like That's nostalgic, so cool. yeah. Yeah. Automatically ends up being, yeah, talking a lot about their childhood mm. experiences. Well, you know, and there's a lot of like, yeah, you know, when you visit your childhood haunts, all these memories. And a lot lots of time people are like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to have to talk about. And as soon as you start clicking around the map, they're like, oh, I remember this thing, like mm. so and so lived here, this happened. There. All the memories come flooding back, you know. And it's, uh, That's amazing. It's sort of uh, it's quite cool. It does the kind of work for you. They don't, you don't have to ask any questions. Really, because it just, yeah, yeah. just trig- it triggers them, right? Yeah, it's nice. It's, it's like good. going on a little walk, yeah. Mm. And then, like, there is like other chat in it. We chat about comedy, and, you know. But it's like a, it's like a different way of talking. I think when you're going on a walk, mm. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, slightly, totally. slightly kind of That's it. Just sort of uh, just bumbling along, like you mm. know. There's no kind of pressure to to kind of perform, really, is there? Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, that's it. And then oh man, and then they go, oh man, then this this happened here, and then that's it really. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can really get into some stuff, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, cool, man. Who's your favourite really per- cool. person you interviewed on that? Um, well, Tony Law again actually did that. Oh, I think right. that was one of the best ones, yeah. Phil Wayne was a good one as well. I think Tony's was one of the best. You were talking about like how you felt about someone simulating your idea. Mm. Really, not necessarily ripping it off completely, but it no, felt stealing, like it, right? Yeah, stealing, yeah, stealing yeah. right, right. It's funny how it's much nicer, like, off-air, but now I'm going <laughs> to Yeah. And uh, you know, so your and your sort of reaction to that. What was you know? How do you feel about that? Are you like, totally pissed off about it? I'm kind of over it, to be honest, man. When did it happen? A month, just over a month ago, I guess. Yeah, it's tricky because, as I said to you, I'd kind of stopped doing it anyway, and then this happened. And uh, I know it looks like I've stopped doing it because someone's nicked the idea. So we should probably explain. Yeah, I so I was doing the show, Dave Green Street View Show, what we just explained on YouTube, mm. and then a very similar idea came out. Someone else was doing on on radio. Very similar idea. Yeah. I'd stop doing it anyway because I wanted to concentrate on my Edinburgh show. And then that happens, you know? Yeah. And lots of people are like, oh, you can't quit. Like, let these fuckers steal your idea. But it's like, I'd stopped anyway. And it's just a coincidence that it happened mm. exactly the same time I, I stopped doing it. And they, like, took it up. Took the idea, basically. Yeah. I'm not going to carry on doing it out of, like, a, a grudge. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Right? I might return to any, my plan anyway before all that happened was to stop doing it, concentrate on my Edinburgh show, and maybe. Return to the idea of doing an interview show on Google Maps, mm. but doing it as a live show. Mm. Maybe at Edinburgh. Do you know what I Like a projection screen with yeah. Street View, clicking around the map with a celebrity guest. Nice. And then you can charge like entry and stuff and turn That's it true. into a kind of show. You can really market it, right? Is it, yeah, yeah. Is this show this year called uh, uh, Dave Green's Street Show, How It Was Stolen From Me sort of thing? <laughs> <laughs> is that it? A few people have said that, man, but I don't think it's like that. That might no. be interesting for comics. I saw your show last year, Slug. And oh, you came to watch yeah, 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 it was good. I was really, you were in the wee room, right? Hmm. I was, I'm in that room this year. I yeah, I saw that, actually, yeah. Uh, that's a working room. Where are you? Uh, bar 50. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So the idea was that, yeah, last year was like a work in progress, and it's my debut this year. Well, I think in reality, what happened is what I suspected would happen is that I've got excited about doing the shows. So I've written so much new stuff, it'll probably be very different. To, yeah. Probably about 10% will be like what you saw. Because it's funny, isn't it? Because yeah, I've been doing it like seven years now, stand up. And, mm. So you, there's part of you that thinks, oh, that's like seven years worth of material. Mm. But it's not really that. It's like seven years worth of work. Mm. But then you want to write it in your sort of current voice, isn't it? So it yeah. ends up being, yeah, I imagine it'll be like a whole show. Which is good, man, which fills me with relief, actually, because then it's like, if I do that, then that means I can imagine writing an hour, you know, in a year, basically, mm-hmm. for the following year. The momentum from that will just propel you to the next thing sort of thing, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. If your first show is like, 
three or four years worth of material then when you have to write the next one in a year then you're kind of screwed right? yeah that's yeah that's but if you prove to yourself you, you're capable of writing an hour in a year then you can yeah yeah do it again. just keep reminding yourself i can i can you can do it isn't it that's all it is yeah mm. you're like yeah yeah i can still do this i can do this yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're uh, you're used to be a one-liner guy right just yeah, yeah. when i saw your show it was lots of gags and secretaries as well uh, you said you were sort of moving away from that now is that right i think even that show you saw there would be gags in there but i think it was more when i started out it was like all just all gags, you know. Mm. I've still got a few left over, but I imagine this year will be hardly any of those all sort of longer bits. Yeah, I guess I was moving away from that. Shit. Flat, flapjack everywhere. Yeah, a lot to do with the Edinburgh system, I guess. Mm. Like, the idea of, like, doing an hour show. Because although I like... Well, I don't know if I do like them anymore, but when I started out, I was saying I was really, like, influenced by Stephen Wright and those mm. guys. I think even when I did really like it, I wouldn't... Seeing and watching an hour of it is quite hard. Do you, yeah, do you big know? time. Big time. I think it's natural when you first start doing comedy maybe to be drawn towards that kind of stuff because, well, not natural, but I definitely was because you're thinking, right, how does this work? Mm-hmm. How does this comedy thing work? Mm-hmm. And those guys who do one-liners are so, like, such like a mechanical approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're approaching it with that kind of mind, you're like maybe drawn to it because you're oh, that's what a joke is. This mm-hmm. guy knows how to do a joke. Yeah. How yeah. can I do that? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Whereas, like, now I've totally changed my... I don't know, I guess, like... Weirdly, when I got into comedy, I didn't really... I wasn't like a fan of comedy, really. Do you know what I mean? I liked yeah, it as much as the next guy, but I wasn't like... Yeah. Some people are like big fans, totally. do you know what I mean, and stuff. Yeah. But I'm more like... I was more like, I'm going to start in comedy, let's... Now let's look at some comedians. Totally. No, I totally <laughs> yeah, I mean, you. Which no, isn't no, that no. unusual, yeah. actually, I think. Yeah. Then. I mean, there's some people because they say, oh, yeah, I liked it since I was a fetus. I'm like, okay, right, fine, fair enough. But I, I just got, you know, got into it later. And then kind of... Yeah, you're, you're just, I'm not much but, of a fan of anything, really, to be honest. I feel like that is unusual, maybe. I feel like... I'm that guy where people will be talking about like a film and, mm. and I go, what? And they go, what? You've never seen <laughs> or you've never read or you've... Yeah. Music, I guess I, I'm better at music. Right. I guess music I'm more knowledgeable about. But even then it's like only old music. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. up until like the right. 70s. Right, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's good. You saved your obsession for comedy, which is... I guess you didn't burn yourself out, didn't it? I thought that, you know, you just sort of waste all that kind of energy and, and, and adrenaline, like, oh man, this new thing, like collecting elephants or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I did that when I was a kid, I collected elephants. Collecting anyway. elephants? Yeah, that was it, but, but I don't do that anymore. Right, no. soft toys. Yeah, no, like just, no, no, like the, just the, the elephant statues. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know thing. what it is. See, I told you, thing, I don't know. Right? <laughs> you know, an elephant, elephant, <laughs> elephant's got your long trunk, you know. Uh, yeah. But um, why are you, are you more gag based now, or are you doing stories, or what are you doing? What, um, what's the name of your show, man? What is the name of your show? Melt. Melt Dave up. Green melt. Right, you love four letter word. Post is just a picture of my face melting. Right, vaguely. It's not really about anything, but vaguely thematically, I, I guess if it was about anything about me, kind of being self conscious and anxious. Although I wouldn't really. The word anxiety doesn't mm. feature in the show at all. It's more just like that's what my material is. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I have a bit of a pet peeve for shows that sort of talk about mental illness in a really um like earnest way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? No, absolutely, yeah, Because yeah. to me, it's like that. It's like, because I, I guess I prefer, like, the American guys, and it's, to me, it's like... So what I was just saying then, a better way to explain what I was saying is, my phone is... My phone? My show isn't about anxiety. That was a Freudian slip, because my phone makes me so anxious. Right. In the same way... Like, if you watch Bill Burr, right, he's... Mm. he You wouldn't just say, like, oh, this is a show about anger issues. Mm-hmm. And then, like, two-thirds away, three stops and goes, like, I've got anger management problems. It's like... Show don't tell. Do you know what I mean it's, it's that's totally. his act? Do, yeah, do, you, yeah. do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I was in two minds about whether to get PR this year, and I ended up not getting it because I, I chatted to a few people, and they almost like told me not to get. It. They were like, like literally the PR people, were like yeah, it's 
I don't know, maybe they just thought my act was shit. But they were saying what I kind of thought anyway, because there's no angle to the show. Mm. Basically, in Edinburgh, the, it's going to sound like I'm like arrogant or something, which isn't what I mean, but the point, if you're, if you're just doing like a funny show, that PR-wise, that means nothing. And I get mm-hmm. it, because it's, it's not a story going, this guy's really funny. Mm. The story is going, like, this happened to this guy. or You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Edinburgh's like, it's like the X Factor with the stories where it's like, Oh, his mum died of cancer or something. Like, that's the... Mm-hmm. It's nothing to do with the singing. Do you, that's yeah. it. It's do you know what I'm saying? It's still and I get it, man. So, like, there's no angle to the show. So, PR-wise. But just come and watch it. It'll be, it'll be fun. But there's, there's no... Bar 50, 6pm. 6pm, great. I'll come <laughs> see that. I'll come see that. I'm, I'm free. My show's at 2.45 in the wee room. I know, I know what you're saying about the, the angle thing, because there's no trigger for anyone. Everyone everyone in Edinburgh wants a trigger. So people go, oh, yeah, I totally feel that too. And then you want to know yeah, yeah, yeah. people cry at the end. And like, and which yeah. I get it. It's, yeah, it's to do with PR. It's to do with how you sell the show, isn't it? Which I get because there's so much competition. It's like you need some sort of hook, right? Yeah, but, like, but you don't want to. But you don't want to artificially put it there. Well, that's how I feel anyway. I don't want to like. Then you're just like being fucking cynical about whatever it is you're trying to to show or to to highlight. You're kind of mm. like, well, yeah, I'm using this as a fucking uh, like some some people use their uh, race as like mm. as, as a crowbar to kind of go look look at so this is what, and then I might, might not even have been through any of that stuff but they've gone okay this is what I can this is the yeah, angle yeah, I can yeah, use yeah. To, to the thin end of the wedge to fucking chisel my way to yeah, where yeah. I need to be but yeah like same with uh, like I mean, I'm, I'm the same man like last year I did uh, my show was a narrative show and uh, I did it for the full run you were telling me it was all about mental health in the tent no it wasn't <laughs> well it, it kind of yeah it kind of in a way but I, I mean, all, all comedy is that's, yeah, that's kind of the point yeah. I was making that's, like, no, that's, that's always yeah. you've always got an issue isn't it? you've got an axe to grind that you're never going to heal yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. You, but you think oh no then I realised that I can never change and that, that's that's what I kind of, that kind of it is you know yeah, I, said yeah. to, I said to Luke Stephen last night I said like you know you, every show is about I realise I'm like this and then this is why I'm like this and then I realised I was like this and at the end I realised I couldn't change it and then and that's exactly uh, what my show is. is that like a real yeah. oh man I thought I'd invented that no that's insane but it's true though right that's that like, is what my show is yeah, yeah. the thing is you realise it and then, and then just return to the natural state of just yeah, being yeah, yeah. you that's you know? exactly the format of my show acceptance there's no there's no real evolution if you like you yeah because you can't you can't evolve in stand up that's the no. point you can't yeah. it's not like a film where the character can change before you're out you can't be at the end of the stand up show and then go like and now I'm a different person because you're yeah. not you're not totally you're fully formed. You're fully formed, aren't you? That's it's weird, it. isn't it? It's quite stand-up. Stand-up is quite limited in that way. Mm. It's not limited. It's just different. Yeah, you can't tell a story in the same way you could in a book. That's it, so yeah. I'm just burping off after all that flapjack. Oh, yeah. I'm trying the flapjack. Yeah, it's fucking delicious. Man. I, 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 maybe I'll <laughs> save till after because if, it, if it's having that effect on you, it's going to really fuck me up oh, big yeah. time. No, I'm very fast ups. though, especially right. when I'm nervous. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the point. Do you? Do you eat like before a gig? Um, I used to have a real thing about not eating because I thought mm. it would slow me down. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, but then I was like, you know, now I'm like, do you know what? I talk real quickly anyway. Mm. Something I need to be maybe, you know, some, I, I'm in two minds, man. It depends on how I feel. I'm not going to, I'm not going to like, I'm either one or the other. It's because if I eat, sometimes I feel strong. And it's, yeah, but sometimes yeah, I feel yeah. like you I'm feel weak, you know, that's it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. just sort of like slow and just like, oh, but it, it depends on what it is I, I'm eating, I guess. Maybe we should just start having those uh, those gel packs, you know, like, yeah, yeah. you know, just like rather than sort of shake. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh, <laughs> you feel like jacked and pumped like, before you go on. Chips and stuff, I think I, I like to eat after. Like, I've, yeah, I, yeah, so, yeah. So, like, so it's like a reward for me. Like, you're like, oh, I've yeah, done well. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, you know, if I have some chips. That's, yeah, nice bad bag of I always do that when I'm gigging or like stand home away. Like, when I'm not with a girlfriend, like staying somewhere, I think, like, what can I do to, like, because I'm like, such a square I don't do drugs or anything really mm. so I like 
So I just get loads of fried chicken. Like that. Oh, like, that's cause, it. No, because I'm in a hotel room and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can do anything. But I'm like, Dave, you don't like, you don't like doing anything. Just yeah. get some chicken. Do you just get like, <laughs> do, you, do you go for like just plain? But Jeremy, it's how you say that weird like adrenaline celebration yeah. after the show. You're like, yeah, and then you're just like, the and you're just like, oh, I feel horrible. Yeah, that's it. You need something to make it feel horrible, don't you? Because otherwise, you're just feeling too good. Something to bring like you down. Eating like takeaway fried chicken in my own house feels wrong. Yeah, yeah, you know I mean, it's a downer that was in it. I mean, that kind of stuff. It's like you're just slowing your heart down with all that fat. Yeah, you're yeah, like yeah. all that. Would you get the spicy chicken wings? Like you know, like uh, twelve for two quid or something ridiculous yeah, like yeah, that. Just yeah, wherever they go. Oh, it's yeah. great. It's dirty. Dirty. I love it. That's a celebratory, though, right? Do you get the chicken if you haven't done well as well? Yeah, well, it's, both ways, it? it's a celebration yeah. or a punishment. <laughs> But the point is, like, what I was going to say as well, though, is I always, because lots of comics don't eat, Meat. like, they're feeling stressed before a show, they won't eat, right? Like, they mm-hmm. can't eat because they're, like, not necessarily stressed, but, like, you know, you've got that adrenaline yeah. before the show. Yeah. But I like, if there's a green room of food in it, when I'm nervous, I eat more, is the point. If there's mm-hmm. a green room of food, man, I'm just, it's a, yeah. it's a fucking disaster. Yeah, yeah. Because the food's, the best of times, if there's food there, I can't not eat, and I'm just, like, fucking facing. These days, I'm much healthier than I have been, actually, but, but yeah, it's hard. I can't savour. Yeah, you know people who savour oh, like nibble and this conversation is weird because as we, you can't see this at home but there's a full flapjack and a full rocky road in front of me and I'm talking about not being able to savour <laughs> now I feel like I have to eat them to, to uh, <laughs> so I'm true to my we word we could cut that yeah. out if you must eat it you could, we could cut that yeah, out I, think I didn't need to mention it <laughs> they're, they're still there they're still right, there still, we'll, we'll, I'll let them know we'll check back going. in every 10 minutes <laughs> flapjack flapjack update <laughs> Could be a new feature. I'm yeah, sure. no, why not, man? Let's we'll go with it. Uh, but eat with different, varying, uh, varying different foods, like you know, spaghetti one day, just yeah, make yeah, it more, yeah. more difficult. That'd be weird, isn't it? Like this, I feel like this is quite nice, like a, like a tea meat. I don't know what I'm talking about. It feels like we're having a cup of tea and like a flapjack. But imagine if you did a, imagine if you came over and did a podcast and I went, I've cooked a big bowl of spaghetti. Yeah. That'd yeah. be weird, man. If it we were be... sharing a bowl of spaghetti. Oh, the noise as well. Can yeah, you... yeah, that'd be a weird oh. podcast. Yeah, like snack. We're sharing it, so that's uh, yeah, yeah, it's exactly. like the lady in the trap, like. Yeah, just yeah, exactly. Yeah, just <laughs> play havoc with your audio. But. I don't know what that podcast would be called. Then it has to be called something else because they're like, well, I don't know what's going on this podcast now. I thought it was about comedy, but it doesn't the sound spaghetti like spaghetti brothers, like the magnificent spaghetti yeah, brothers. That's it. And then we just talk about flapjack. When did you start comedy? Then about seven years ago. Where, where's your first gig? Oh, up the creek. I did one of those Ooh. famous comedy courses. Oh yeah, with a I did one with Harry Denford, and then the final. End of course show thing was at what? Up the Creek. So I remember seeing you at Up the Creek for the first time. Really? Uh, and that was when they did the 10 minute spots. Oh, yeah. And it was like all set up differently. And yeah, like the old room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it was Masood was emceeing. Oh, okay. And Masood Milas. Milas, yeah. 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 And Masood Milas was emceeing. And I was, I was like, it was, it was a long old night, that wasn't it? To ever like about eight, I don't know, ten, yeah, 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 ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, I remember seeing you there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was great. I really enjoyed your stuff, man. That was your first gig, and that was a great gig, right? It was there, everyone there, bring all your family, uh, all the, the yeah, relatives, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the warmest gig in the world, right? Yeah, exactly. How's yeah, the next yeah. gig? I think the next one, if I remember correctly, was there's another one through Harry Denford that he was organising. The guys running the course, mm. and it was not awful, but it was considerably less comfortable than the first one and then yeah and then I think maybe the third or fourth one I totally bombed mm. I think I did that party piece gig oh yeah there's hardly anyone there ah. and my girlfriend was there and I totally bombed and I remember saying <laughs> I think she said recently she was like oh I feel like I think she feels weirdly like protected when she's watching me and she was like at the beginning I was like really scared but then when I saw him 
totally bomb and he didn't care. I was like, oh, that's right, he doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I like to think as much as I get the projection, I didn't care, but yeah. I obviously totally did care. Yeah, the first time you bought this book. Yeah. Actually, no, did I did okay. I think, actually, I think I've got an all right attitude towards bombing. I think I always do see it as like, sounds corny, doesn't it? But I do see it as like a learning process. Mm. You do it like you're like, it's weirdly exhilarating in a way. You know when you totally die? A good death. It is weirdly exhilarating. It actually like, is weirdly exhilarating. Yeah. You're like, fuck it, you're running towards it going, look, I've done everything I can do, man. There's nothing yeah, else yeah. I can do. And it, it, it's not always you, though, right? It isn't always you. It's, it comes, sometimes yeah, it's, it's definitely part of, It's a combination of things, isn't mm. it? But I think, like, yeah, that, like, totally bombing is more exhilarating and less painful than just, like, a lackluster mm. nothing gig. Like, mm. like, slightly worse than mediocre. Yeah, gig. Do you know what I mean? Oh, Media yeah, totally. are right, but like yeah. one way you're like, it's not even like you didn't even die enough to call it a death. Yeah, but it was just quite shit. Yeah, they're probably worse than mm. totally, totally bombing. Because if you totally bomb, it's like, yeah, there's some weird thing. It's like, because that stand up is all about what makes it thrilling as an act, and also for the audience, I think, is that it's almost like that total horrible, awkward feeling of the comedian bombing. It's like such a horrible thing. Just trying to avoid that. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. what makes it exhilarating. Do you know what I mean? It's totally. like a tightrope walk, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Like, yeah, and then and when it happens, you're like, oh, that's what I'm trying to avoid happening every single time I go out, and it's not actually that bad. Is there any moment of, like, when, you're, when that's happening that you kind of go, oh, I'll pull, out, I'll pull out, I'll do this or I'll do that, or do you just turn into it? And drive the fuck. I just go home. I just walk off stage. Did you I don't know, man. I just well, that's what I mean. How it's kind of exhilarating. You're just like this stuff's fun. I know it's funny. Yeah, it works yeah. other times, and just fucking plow through it. Yeah. And I mean, once you know you're going to get nothing, mm. you're just like, pressure's off. Then isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's that's like, kind of what I mean. Man. I mean, I did, I remember, I'm making it yeah. sound like I'm too much of an expert on bombing now. Dave's <laughs> 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 masterclass. On. No, but you know, you know, that's the thing, that comes with experience, doesn't it? Because you, you've done so many gigs, you've got to fucking have like a, a percentage, whatever it is, of bombing. So you go, I know how to deal with it. And that confidence you have from the good gigs go, no, 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 I'm definitely right. You are fucking wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, the, maybe the MC hasn't done well, or something has happened, mm-hmm. or they're just a pack of uh, dicks, you know? Sometimes you can get an audience, they're just like, no. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. This is totally wrong. No, this is not what we came to see. Where's Where's the theatre? Sometimes if you're opening and the MC hasn't done their job, you're just going to walk in to the firing squad, really, aren't you? You're going, all right, okay. The next act is going to go do great because they'll be I'll be they'll be propped up by my just still still bleeding corpse. <laughs> you know yeah, 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 yeah. And it's and it and the next act doesn't appreciate that at all. They just go, yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah, so girl. much comes into play, man. And I'm trying to tell that people that, like, that gig I'm running, where people mm. are like, oh, this guy didn't do well. And it's like, do you know what I mean? Obviously, I'm booking people who I like, so it's like... Mm. And it's weird, isn't it? Because like, I think the, if the first time you see someone, they totally bomb, even as comics, knowing all those things you were talking about, those dynamics of all the things, even we forget that. Like, if the first time you see someone, they totally bomb, mm. it's very hard to, like, forget that memory of them being shit. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, equally, if the first time you see someone, they smash it in your head, they're always good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Even if you like their material and you can see through the crowd's reaction, yeah. like, first impressions are so important. Do you know what I mean? And we, even being comics, it's hard to stay totally conscious of that. Mm. So, sort of, general public and promoters or whatever, kind of a yeah. scary thought, really, how it important is. first impressions are. They're it so is. important. Absolutely. Start strong. 
Mm. And then hopefully, you know, you'll have allowed a bit of a lull sometimes and then hopefully finish strong as well. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. with the set, isn't it? You yeah, know, yeah. any interaction, like, fuck, man, just got to gotta hit the nail on the head straight away and not and not kind of like let, let yourself down. You let everyone down. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, just, yeah. just like going through all the, you know, the kind of interactions with promoters and fucking, you know, and, and people in the last like you know, seven, eight years of me doing this as well. I'm like, I, I was, oh, it's just like you have to, you know, when you're good enough, right? You go, right, okay, I know I'm good enough. I know I get laughs. I know it's I, I'm bookable, but then you go okay. I'm also you know you're a nice person, and then you have to kind of uh, not fake it. But there's all the people out there who go. Do you know what? They go. I'm fucking amazing. And if at the beginning they were shit and they're still assholes, they still think they're going to get booked. But it doesn't work that way because everyone wants to work with people who are nice, yeah, yeah. don't they? Because otherwise you're like, okay, great. You're you're now you're amazing, but we don't fucking work with you because you're hard work. Yeah, yeah, you know, I don't want to be in a room or a car share or whatever the fuck it's going to be. Yeah, it? So yeah, these yeah. things are all a factor. I remember doing one podcast with a guy and I was like, and oh, he was younger than me, like a fair bit. It's not hard to be fair. Uh, interviews said, what's the most important thing about being a comic? I say, I said, don't be a dick. That's what I said. Mm. And the other the guy who was younger said, put his hand on my leg. I said, no, got to be funny. And I was like, oh, he was just proving my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's kind of a given, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. it's a whole, isn't it? It's not just one thing. It's like, you know, people, as you said, the first impressions are great, but people sometimes give you leeway. When they've been in it long enough, they don't just see that thing. You've got to be, you got to, they got to be funny from the off. Because that isn't, that's the great yeah, thing. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah once, yeah, once you've established yourself, you're, you're, yeah. allowed, you're allowed to bomb. And in fact, some of the, we all know some of the best acts bomb a lot. Do, do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, and yeah. What makes them, prone to bombing is what makes them fantastic when they're yeah. when it works do you know what I mean mm. whereas like you can just be always middle ground and just always do well mm. it's probably not that interesting I don't know I think but I, I, don't, I don't think if you're co- consistent then you're incredibly bookable that you? is also good yeah but do you know what I'm saying but I'm talking about like a oh, transcendent level of like I know what you mean do you know what I mean like they're the best best kind yeah is there anything you crack up and go okay here's the uh, the tin that I open in my head of, of gags that I, I need to crack open if, if it's got not going well they just go do you know what these some new stuff I'm just going to fucking play I think I more do that I'm more likely to like go to some new stuff because I think that is if they totally hate you I think you're like you know you can either address how it's going which isn't always great but oh. or yeah at least if you're doing new stuff at least it's like fresh to you and exciting and it might do you know what I mean and they usually pick up on that do you know what I mean if, you, if you're mm. bumming you may as well and you get something out of it too right Don't I'm not saying that's necessarily like I wouldn't get, give that as advice to anyone not like anyone's <laughs> asking my advice anyway but that, that's why I do sometimes Chuck yeah. do some new stuff do you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. you may as well uh, some idea that's just fresh in your head kind of thing. Mm. like oh right okay yeah because you're totally free then to do anything yeah, yeah, if you want I'm talking about if they're totally totally yeah, yeah. hating you stonewalling okay. you you know yourself you used to I guess a few years not, even, not now probably because like fucking doing seven years so you're like alright fuck it I don't see the hate in anyone's eyes anymore you know, you just like you use the, you just you take that hate and turn it to joy, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're like finally, an emotion against me, brilliant! Yeah. Finally, they 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 they're totally something, focused yeah, on me. Something. That's it. Well, Stuart Lee says that thing, doesn't he? About I think he was on the WTF podcast he brought that up, and I've heard Mark Maron bring it up mm. subsequently. So like, how Stuart Lee would feel empathy for an audience like if they were hating it, just feel like oh, you now mm. he's got kids and stuff. He'd be like, you know, those people. Have, come out and got a babysitter for this and they hate me and he's just like and he framed it himself like oh they've just made a, the wrong entertainment choice mm. this just wasn't for them do you know what I mean it's incredible yeah. I don't know whether how true that is to how he actually felt I don't know but it's, if it, if he does feel like that that's a, quite a impressive position to be able to take do you know what I mean to mm. remove yourself from it in that way 
Yeah. Just so, feel sorry for me. Oh, sorry, you don't yeah. like me. I'm still not going to be really back, but fuck it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how many fringe shows have you done now? So this will be the first debut hour by mm. the first like proper show. But I've been up there like five times, I think. Mm-hmm. Last year I did a work in progress, and then I've done lots of like those industry showcase things like oh, yeah. CKP, AAA, and all that. I've been building up like very slow. I think because I started off as a one liner guy, it's taken me a while to kind of mm. get the show together. But now if I'm fucking you know working an hour is really exciting, man. I mm. feel like it's taking shape, and it's a totally different thing. Right in a. Uh, yeah, structuring an hour like that. Mm. And it's actually really fun, man. I'm finding it way more fun than I thought it would. Because it's like the same mechanics that go into like a single bit, but just like your scope's just fucking widened out, right? And you're thinking, yeah. like, how does that relate to that? Mm. Mm. Yeah. And it's really, yeah, it's really fun, actually. And you've got like callbacks within it. Is, is there sort of like a loose... There's no loose narrative, just melt, right? Or yeah, you... no. I, to be honest, I just chose a very... Yeah, just kept the title like vague so it could mm. be out about anything but the, I guess the big thing is like there's about lots of objects there's lots of stories about objects in the show mm. If I, it's tricky isn't it because you have to choose a title ages before it's clear what it's about but I could have made it like a story about me told through like five objects or something because there seems to be all these like, interlinking stories about me well there's a bit where I get like caught out with some milk because it sounds so lame like describing it there's a story about some <laughs> milk this yeah. is what the show is about a story about some milk there's a story about a chair yeah. there's a story about a fan heater a story about a jumper. Yeah. Is that they're all like about objects cool. and like losing them and like giving them away and then what? I don't, I don't really know. I don't really know. Yeah. What the fuck's it about? I don't know. Cool. That's great. <laughs> Sounds fun, man. Just trying to link those things together. Very surreal. Yeah, it kind of is surreal, but kind of, yeah, it's kind of that's the biggest for me, like personally, when I started being able to write longer bits. Mm. The breakthrough for me was just like, although I used to be really, really surreal, now it's, it's still not based in fact but they're stories you could almost imagine happening but they're all totally made up they're all mm. none of it's like true great but it's like it sounds corny but it's all yeah it's all like although it's stuff that didn't actually happen it's based on how i would react in that situation you know? mm-hmm. which i've heard other people say before and it's true man it's like no one cares if the story actually happened yeah all they care about is if the person experiencing it feels that uh, feels like a real person going yeah, in and they mm. can relate to the yeah so that's how i think of my writing now i almost think of it like a sort of sitcom character well, I think of myself as a separate character and what would he do in this situation and that situation and kind of think about it like that. Do you, do you write sitcoms as well or is there stuff that you can... I don't know. I mean, I've tried to like, write a few sketches and stuff but this one I do. I Like writing an hour, I, there's lots of stuff where I could... Um, yeah, imagine, almost when I'm writing, although it's for stand-up, I do almost imagine it like a, like a sitcom episode. Mm. Do, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You get into the character. Some of it's a bit like... Well, I think about when I'm writing like, yeah, like a Seinfeld episode or something. You know the way... That's what I'm saying in structuring the show when it's like... You know, Brilliant Seinfeld episode where it all like wraps up at the end. Mm-hmm. Ideally, I'd want it to be like that. Whether it will be or not, I don't know. But I'm trying to sort of think about it like that. Yeah. You know, all the strands get nicely wrapped up at the end. Yeah, yeah, nice. Tied yeah. up. Yeah, that's it. Callbacks and everything. Yeah, yeah. And then I realised I couldn't change. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And obviously, that <laughs> the pain with objects is it, or like you know, like that, that your anxiety with objects. Kind that, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. But it's all the yeah. It's how I relate to this, like. Like the fan here thing, it's like there's a bit where I, yeah, I'm going on a date and I get worried about leaving this electric heater on and mm. I think, fuck it, I'll take it with me. <laughs> and then like, I've got it with me and then the girl likes it or whatever because I heat, heat her up. Yeah. I don't know, it's like, yeah. it sounds weird like talking about bits, but yeah, so for some reason, at some point I just, I don't think you really know what it's about, is it? You write all the bits and then you're like, yeah. fuck, there's a few themes like coming out of it. But that's just something I noticed the other day, I was like, oh, the whole show's about 
object. It's like really autistic or something. There's no, pe- mm-hmm. there's no people in it. It's all yeah. just things. Yeah. How do you relate to things? And, yeah, 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 especially yeah. there's hardly That's any it. people in the whole thing. Yeah. My barber's in there. I talk about my barber a bit. Yeah. But even then, it's because I'm an excuse to tell a story about a hat. Yeah. But <laughs> there is seriously. My girlfriend features in it a little bit. She's like the only person I interact with in day to day life. Interact with more objects before your girlfriend or less? Well, in real life? Yeah, in real life. I don't fucking know. I don't. You're always interacting with objects, aren't you? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm, holding, I'm holding a mug right it's now. It's true. I, I guess so. But I mean, <laughs> it's interacting and there's interacting. I mean, there's talking to the objects as well, isn't there? You know, and actually like having full-blown conversations with them too, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. And They're like, not, you know, I'm not like personifying them though. I think it's more like, because there's another story in the show where I take a jumper to the... It's really fear. Fear yeah. is... That was part of the melt yeah. title as well, because mm. knowing's like... Yeah, it's very self-conscious. Yeah, I guess like fear... Yeah, paranoia... Fear, yeah, that's yeah. definitely like my on stage yeah. persona as many of it. Just like just for just constantly uh, disturbed by things. Why is that? The chair is looking at me or whatever fucking yeah, weird yeah, yeah, shit yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, as like one of the job I used to do. Um, I remember there was like a chair with like uh, like a, an office chair, you know, with one of the arms up like this. And it looked like it was saluting. Oh me. really? Yeah, that's crazy. That's scary. You know, it's like you know, it was like totally facing me. I was like, mm, is that me or is the fucking chair trying to communicate? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, I wouldn't like, trust that chair. Yeah, that's it. I want to fucking sit in it. Fucking sit in it. Turn, turn, <laughs> turn your back on that chair. Don't fucking do that. It's, it's sneaking up behind you, isn't it? <laughs> Come sit on my lap. Oh, yeah, yeah that'd be creepy. Like, do you ever like get a thing where you wake up in the night and you it looks like there's someone standing there or sit, yeah. oh, it's a pile of clothes that looks yeah. like a person. That's scary. I haven't had that in a while. I think they've got together. Hypnagogic images, I believe they call it. Because your brain is still kind of asleep, right? But your eyes are looking at the real room and it kind of... Yeah. It's kind of half dream, half awake. It's kind of scary. Sort of, uh, morphing stuff together. That shit's terrifying. So Melt's the name of the show, right? And like bar 50 at 6. Yeah. Full hour. And so you couldn't get PR. I feel like I'm massively underselling it. I'm like, no, that's no, I, no... You'll get people in it. I'm just selling it as a show. <laughs> I'm reiterating that as well. So, Dave, you couldn't get PR for your show. No, uh, no, yeah, it's not that I couldn't get it. That's <laughs> that's it. We mutually decided. Because <laughs> I didn't want... I, didn't, I couldn't see the point in it, and then people were like telling me, no, you've got to do it. And I, I thought, even before I spoke to someone, I was like, yeah, I don't know how useful it would be for me if there isn't an angle to sell. Do you know what I mean? And after speaking to them, but all the, everyone I just chatted to was really nice and very candid, and they were like, Maybe said a similar thing. I'm actually I am working with a PR actually, but only on like a low level. So like with yeah. a press release and shit like that. Could be. I like, think it would just be a funny show, man. Objects, right? I- IKEA do a lot of objects. Yeah, yeah. yeah sponsored <laughs> sponsorship by, from, from, IKEA. from IKEA to you know you never know. It could, it could could be an angle. Could be an angle. Like you know, fuck it. You afraid of objects? I'm afraid of IKEA furniture. <laughs> fuck it, they're every, they're everywhere. You know, if that, every, IKEA furniture ever becomes sentient, we're fucked. This was good. <laughs> Watch out. I'm having some more Rocky Road yeah, just to keep it. you updated. That's it. That's it. It's good. It's, uh, it's still a flapjack there and half a Rocky mm. Road. You did your first gig in the up the creek mm. and do you want to do any competitions and stuff like that? To yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you want to know yeah, my tell me, man. Tell credentials? I'm not saying... I'm not saying... I'm not asking... I didn't write in the competitions. Because... Yeah. Um, I mean, here's an, here's an interesting story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like, so Because I did loads of one-liners at the beginning because that's the way... I don't know, I felt comfortable taking my early steps within the company. Yeah. <laughs> was in one-liners. That, uh, that was a huge advantage early on because you're always doing five-minute spots, right? And then all the competitions are five minutes. So if you've got like a sweet five minutes of solid jokes that you've honed, you'll do very well. And that's an advantage early on. 
And then you have these other people that are more inclined through their natural disposition to be like a more storytelling type of comic. Those guys will struggle in the competitions. But whereas I'm doing my first hour after seven years, if you're more a storyteller type guy, you might do your first hour after two or three years because mm. you're like, that's what you're inclined to do. Oh, I can do an hour because I tell stories. Baggy ass stories. And then, yeah. do you know what I mean? So then like seven years down the line, they've already done like five hours. Do you, do you know what I mean? And they're that's like, sick. and ultimately, I don't know what's better or worse. I think it's probably better to be a storytelling guy because you ultimately, what's the goal is to tour your show, right? So mm. they just start doing that early. Do you know what I mean? Whereas like doing five minutes of one line is, mm. is only really useful at <laughs> the beginning. But I definitely remember like I was comfortable doing five minutes for ages I remember people like really early on going oh I'm going to do ten minutes and, like, and they'd chain I remember that's how I remember I would just be like have five minutes however many jokes there's I don't know 30 jokes I mm-hmm. think it's Vegas and if there was one that wasn't like good enough where I'd just wait till I had a better joke and put it in there mm-hmm. and then it's like well so the five minutes and I'd just be perfecting the five minutes mm-hmm. whereas other people would like do five minutes they've been doing comedy for like three weeks yeah, and they're doing. Oh, I'm doing my new five tonight, and I said, like, "Why are you doing the new five? You haven't even honed the yeah. other five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not like any approach is yeah. valid earlier on, but I just remember for me thinking, "Well, why would you do that? You haven't even get perfected that. You know, it's just a different way of doing it. And they're the people that probably do yeah. a more long form base of show, and you you would be doing hours way quicker mm. that way. But it definitely is interesting, man. I've I've chatted to other people about this, and it's definitely like you know, I think people fall into those two kind of camps. You're more more sort of joke based and more. Mm storytelling sort of uh, side I mean I did the same sort of thing I had to start off with stories really fucking baggy mm. stories with fucking not hardly any punchlines in whatsoever yeah, yeah. and then I went and, and, then, and then went to kind of like one liners and then went to sort of a hybrid of the two yeah, yeah, you can yeah. hang the, the, the gangs you can find the gangs within the story yeah, yeah, and then yeah. it was like okay and then oh god and then I just went sort of some weird shit then you know and then it's like no I'm not doing the weird shit anymore yeah, yeah. because the weird shit won't get me booked anyway yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. and then went back now I've just gone back to sort of more um, storytelling but with just really short fucking gag based stuff you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's what I like I, just because I mean you know I just want to make as many punchlines there as possible it's like you know you watch someone like um, Dylan Moran mm. and like it's still storytelling but just fucking there's just so many punchlines yeah, yeah, in yeah, his, yeah. his like vignettes like because they're all just like you know, they're all, you know, all looks separate they're just separate jokes mm, in, in any mm, place mm. really but just well crafted and as you said they're all basically gag one-liners um, and like you just they're just stacked in the right order and going no that doesn't fit there it goes here because you know the the concert of the whole thing together going no because that won't work because they don't have the information from that one-liner yeah, yeah, it's still yeah, funny yeah, there yeah, yeah. here but it will work just before it you know and that's the thing it's just like that kind of that, that sort of uh, um, seeing the matrix for, you know you start to kind of yeah, yeah. Together, especially when you're I think when them. people get I think essentially it doesn't matter what order you learn the elements of the craft in jamming, I mean, you'll end up because yeah. yeah, if you know how to write jokes, then you'll once you start doing stories, and that'll automatically yeah. seep out. I think when you get really, really good, yeah, it all just becomes sort of second nature. Do you know I mean if you apply that discipline in the early years, mm-hmm. then that kind of seeps in, yeah, and then that just sort of becomes part of you, absolutely. No, <laughs> and then, and then, Jamie, you know I and then it's more sort of automatic, and then eventually, you just sort of and that's my fear. Like, when like you, that's certainly how it appears, man, when you watch yeah. Louis or something like that. Mm. You know, it just flows. Fucking flows. But I, but I think he got there for years and years of like learning the mechanics of it. That is Do it. you know what I mean? That's you can't it. like, but you can't jump straight to like 
Oh, I'm just gonna. Yeah, I'm just gonna be Yeah, yeah, I think you. No one wants to see that, do they? Yeah, yeah. No one really wants yourself because I mean, when I when I when I when I heard that, like, oh, because I did a few like courses at the beginning, it's like, oh, this will speed me up to kind of get me better. It doesn't. It totally fucking confused me. It is weird. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it is useful advice for yourself, but then you have to. And as I said, I think there's you can take the steps along the path in different orders. But there are certain things you need to fucking learn mm. before. Do- yeah, that people are right when they say that it is the goal, but you definitely can't just jump mm. straight to that. Yeah, because you go. Too I, far. I don't think you go too far. Or you can jump straight to that, but it might look shit for a while <laughs> yeah. until you learn the other stuff. Do you know what I mean? That's kind Absolutely. of what I'm saying. It doesn't matter what order you do it. In. Yeah, but there's definitely other stuff you yeah, need to yeah. learn. That's okay. it. You're, yeah, because like, I think sometimes you go too. You go, oh, just be yourself, and then you go too far in, and you go, okay, I understand what you're saying, <laughs> but uh, I don't really want to hear that. But this, this voice is in my head outside because no one, no one wants to fucking agree with that because we know that that's the truth. But no, let's not fucking laugh at that because that's yeah, just yeah, too yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. hard to to deal with. Because you haven't learned to articulate. Yeah, that's it. Funnily enough, yeah, yeah, you you're, you're using a fucking hammer. When you should just be using a fucking like you know a little using a hammer, yeah, you should using a sledgehammer. We should be, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. screwdriver works too because yeah, yeah. it's totally the wrong yeah, fucking yeah, tool, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Why did you kind of go right? Fuck, I'm going to do comedy. Why, why did you go kick into it? I tell you what, man, it was not basically. I went to art school originally, originally, and then I was doing making kind of experimental arty films that were always a bit funny. And after uni, I tried to pursue the, like being an artist a little bit. In what? But like, it was not. Was it like kind of? No, no, like yeah, video installations and right stuff like that. But it wasn't. I really loved doing an art degree. It was amazing, man. Just yeah. time, like three years, just to like do was whatever it, you could do, whatever the fuck you want, basically. Was it fine art? Yeah, it's fine oh, art. Man. Well, they changed the name to contemporary art studies, which right. is more like where was that? descriptive of what it is up in Sheffield. Sheffield, right? But man, I've got still to this day. I've got like hangups about it because I like, obviously like. Obviously, I'm a creative person, I was about to say. But I guess I have, there's another way yeah. to say. Yeah, I like making stuff. So in a way, yeah, I guess that is kind of artistic. And so it was a great time doing three years of like, you can just do whatever the fuck you want to make a fucking sculpture, draw this one day. But I mainly did videos, like weird videos, and you can just do whatever you want in the edit suite, take out cameras, make films and shit. Mm-hmm. Free to do whatever the fuck I, you wanted. And it was really cool. But And I enjoyed that, so I thought I was like, hmm. I'll be an artist. After uni, I had some mates that were running galleries and stuff, and I kind of pursued it for a time. That world was not for me at all. But I've still got hang-ups about it, because I thought I took myself so seriously. Which is weird, because it wasn't for me anyway. So now I still have some like, strong opinions based on the art world, but mainly just based on my bitterness that mm. they rejected me. But they didn't. It was that I, like, I, I wasn't meant to do that anyway. I think I was drawn to comedy, because it's the exact opposite of art, because comedy people tell you with laughter whether it's good or not mm. and you get immediate feedback and I think art more than any other discipline I'm talking about some contemporary fine art here is like no one knows what the fuck is good no one has a fucking clue what's good so it is like it's a cliche but it's so prone to like people bullshitting their way to the top because no one has a fucking clue what's good Then and I was awful I was always been awful at that at like selling myself and like in art, you have to like convince the right people that what you're doing is worthwhile, and then like if you do that, then everyone will think it's worthwhile. But there's no fucking proof for it. Do you know what I mean? Whereas comedy is the exact opposite. I, I basically seeked out something a creative realm where you can be a total social retard, but if you're able to do the thing, you'll progress. Do you know what I mean? Because you can turn up to be a, to to a gig, be like an awkward guy, and like be a bit shy and like. 
whatever, and it doesn't matter, but then you smash the gig. Mm-hmm. So it's great. But do you know what I mean? But in art, it's not like that at all. It's mm-hmm. like, in comedy, you give somebody who's bullshitting, do you know what I mean? Saying they're fucking brilliant, but if you go up and you're shit, you're shit. That's it. Do you know what I mean? It's That's so it. truthful. Proof is in the pudding, right? Whereas in, I think, like, I think I heard someone else say this, like, you, and it's not just related to art, it's related to, like, comedy is not a meritocracy at all. There's more of a meritocracy than almost any other creative realm, I think, for those reasons I've just said. Because you can imagine, there's no, like, phenomenally good comedians who are, like, nowhere in their career. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's people who are underappreciated, of course. Mm. But I think it's very hard to be, like, an f- exceptionally good comedian and, like, have no one know who you are. Whereas you could definitely be an exceptionally good painter mm. and have no one know who you are. Yeah. Or a musician. Or do, you know, do you know what I mean? But comedy, you get good in front of people. Yeah. So, yeah. partly... I like saying this because I need to believe it. But <laughs> there is some truth. And it is a bit of a romantic way of looking at it, but there is some truth in what I'm saying. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. A, whereas art to me seemed like, again, it's a cliche, it's not what you know, but who you know. That world is so like that. Mm. It's ridiculous and no one knows it. I'm too needy to like, I did exhibitions, right? And you're putting the show and people would come and you're like, well, how do I know if it's good? People are looking at it and they're telling me it's good. Mm. But is it actually, is it actually? Yeah, yeah. I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. They're a gig, you do a gig, and they laugh, and they tell you it's good, yeah, even yeah. despite themselves. Do you, do you know what I mean? Even, like, mm-hmm. it's automatic, which is fucking brilliant. Yeah, that's... There's nothing else like that, that feedback. It's, it's, no, it's, yeah, yeah, no it, one knows. I did my degree in digital media. Yeah. And I used to fucking hate you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you get I don't first? Blame you. Did you get yeah, first? I got 2-1, I think. Oh, fuck. Do you know what, right? I was so pissed off, man, because all the people in... I did my degree in Wolverhampton, right? I see all you fucking guys coming in. They just fucking... They, they wouldn't do anything. Yeah, they do yeah, nothing. Yeah. They just walk in. And I, and I did f- finer in my first year because you do any fucking... Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And I was like... And I was like, I was like, exactly. I was like, everyone's fucking bullshit, man. The guy that was teaching the course was uh, like loved Elvis, right? Had a big yeah, fucking yeah. Elvis ring and a big fucking Elvis yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, okay, this dude is, looks quite interesting, right? But everything I would do, he'd be like, no, that's no, look, come on, you know, fucking be, think about this, you know. I'm like, I was like, and gave us an assignment to do, and I was like, right, okay, fuck this, right? I don't know what the fuck do, this guy wants me to talk about this project that I've done yeah, just yeah. set up a camera yeah, filmed yeah. it just press record and, and then you got to like in, in a situation it wasn't even set up just like there you go it could have been fixed on the wall yeah, yeah. but even if weirdly I did a film that was like that and, but if you bullshit <laughs> enough about it right yeah. and you have that just just talk in your in your like description yeah, of whatever yeah, yeah, it is yeah. you're doing and the reason for it you fucking get an A and I was like right okay fuck I can't I couldn't I was so stressed trying to fucking yeah it's a lot this. about the theory yeah that's the stuff I kind of ignore I like making yeah. stuff and I didn't really know I didn't really study other artists or mm. like it. That was the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I was just kind of doing my own weird thing, but I was definitely like... That's the weird thing about it is it's very like... I think people who are in that world... Yeah, it's all about mm. like the history and the theory and how it relates to other people. Mm. I was all a bit like... Just kind of ignore that and do my own thing. Yeah. It definitely like it angers helps. people. But I do... But I, do, I don't know, it's weird, man, because I'm dissing it, but I, I've... Like art school itself was fucking brilliant. Mm. And it taught me... Just that atmosphere to do whatever the fuck you want yeah. and like make stuff mm-hmm. was brilliant, actually. But... Well, I'm saying what I was doing was brilliant, but everyone else. Yeah, fuck <laughs> those guys. <laughs> no, I think, but I do think your ego, that's what made me so bitter about it, yeah, because your ego does get carried away with yourself. And if you've got like a fragile comedian's ego, yeah. it, in that world when, when I'm saying where you're not getting validation and no one knows what's good, mm. the insecure part of yourself really pumps up your ego and you think, oh, oh I'm doing yeah. brilliant, because yeah. it has to be, because no one's telling you if it is brilliant or <laughs> not. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Totally. So I was yeah. so, like, uh, yeah, you probably would have hated me. I was, well, I, I, not outwardly, but inwardly, I thought I was so, like, 
fucking brilliant. Yeah. And what I think some of the stuff I made was good, but the point is, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's so like conflicted. Mm. And even now, I know, like, if I meet artists now, I immediately like hate them. So yeah. <laughs> they can be like the nicest guy ever because yeah. I've got so many hang-ups about. It. And I know it's me. It's nothing yeah. like because of course we're bullshitting about the work, but of course there's good stuff that comes out of it. Uh-huh. It's not much, but there, there are. <laughs> <laughs> there are people making good stuff that is, yeah. that is cool. But like a lot of it, who fucking knows? Yeah. Could be anything. But no one knows what's good. It's, it's all subjective, right? That's the thing. It's so. It's but then, but then it gets more complicated than that because com- why I was saying about comedy, how it's brilliant that if you get the laughs, you're great. If you don't, you're not. Which isn't true for the reasons I was saying before. That some of the best people does. I guess some of the best stuff does exist in that space. I guess what art is trying to get to, where it is like hard. Do you know what I mean? And like I was saying before, how some of the best comics love bombs sometimes because mm. what they're doing is like not that accessible. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There is there is a truth in that. So ignore everything I said for the last yeah. 20 minutes. <laughs> Backtrack myself. No, do you get what I'm trying yeah. to get out of here? No, I don't. It's not as, after you've been doing comedy a while, yeah, it's, it's not as simplistic as like, this is good. This is, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you it's see not that. all about, yeah, you transcend and you realise it's actually not all about getting the laughs weirdly. Yeah. There's more of a, there's <laughs> there's there's more of a point behind it sort of thing, you mean, or some sort of uh, artistic sort of element, or they're trying to do something that hasn't been done before. They're tr- I guess so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, trying to push the, the yeah exactly. Trying to, yeah, trying yeah, to push it, trying to do something different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but hopefully, yeah, ultimately, it is fucking funny at the end. Right? Yeah, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. of course. Rather than just self-indulgent fucking... Yeah, of um, course. Circle jerk of a fucking thing. Oh, look what you're trying to do there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't quite make it, but, you know, it was a good, a good effort. Yeah, exactly. Thought, well, of know, course, I don't know if I quite articulate probably what I was trying to say, but... Mm. There, you're, you're saying that there's more of a instant if it was just about getting the laughs it would be like what I was saying before people who are just effective and all they never bomb they never smash it then they would be the best but that isn't true is it I think that uh, every act can smash it in different circumstances that are more suited to that individual in my bedroom in front of the mirror yeah, well, yeah, that's it. Every every night, every night, destroyed. <laughs> destroyed. Yeah, yeah. But you know, that's it. That's sort of like seven know, years bad luck. Um, it's true. That's it. Um, so does that would that be in your bedroom? Seven years bad luck, or would like I think it extends general? to elsewhere. Uh, Stephen Rice got that great joke, isn't it? That I broke a mirror. I got seven years bad luck, but my lawyer thinks he can give me five. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's yeah. Yeah. Did you do any acting in in, uh, in college as well? Or no, I didn't actually. I know real. Inter- I was in a school play. I didn't really do much performing. I guess I always kind of did have an inkling to do it, but I, no, I thought it just wasn't for me. Mm. I think at school, like the kids who did drama were like, I don't know, for some reason I just didn't think it was for me. Right. Although I just did that one school play, which I did enjoy. What's the name? What was it? Oh, Bugsy Malone. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I didn't take, lots of my mates took drama, and maybe mm. I, in retrospect I wish I did. But for some reason I just didn't sort of consider that as an option. I was always, always into, oh, yeah, I was into draw, like before I went to art school, and they told us we weren't allowed to draw. All right. <laughs> they didn't tell you when I draw, but it was such a contemporary thinking course, like mm. drawing and paintings. Like, it's like not that important, is it? But, yeah. but yeah, no. Like, since I was a kid, though, I was like drawing and painting and stuff like that. But um, because it almost doesn't matter what you do. if you want to make stuff, you'll find a way to do it. Isn't it? Mm. it almost doesn't matter. That's why I think. Like, I was actually for the reason I was saying before, I was drawn to comedy not actually for the making people laugh. It was mainly just like I was saying the. There's a creative realm where you're totally in control. You just write something in the morning, get up at night, and it's just brilliant. That's the best thing about it. It's like the most... Instant. Yeah, exactly. There's the least sort of um, obstacles to doing the thing than any other Mm -hmm. 
I think lots of comedians would say a similar thing. Yeah, thing absolutely. That, absolutely. That, it was that that drew it. I think I was always going to be drawn to doing some sort of creative thing, and that, and I'm just too lazy to do anything else. Well, not lazy, but yeah, I just like the immediacy. Do you know what I mean? I think lots of people would relate to me. I mean, like, the, you know the thing you said before about when you're an artist, you're like the, the insecurity and the anxiety yeah, that yeah. you have. Uh, you know, you, you flip it. You flip the, the so the the ego becomes massive. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. That that terrified child inside, yeah, 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 and yeah. to protect it, right? You're like, no, I'm the I'm the greatest. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys, and everyone can see straight through. Yeah, yeah, it's the you same know? thing. Yeah. And so when you see an act as well, they kind of go, oh no, you know, I'm like they're like wherever they're from, they come up and go, oh, you know, fucking is amazing, blah blah blah, and they go up and they try that, you know, that they try to do all the the big bullshit sort of yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. act, and yeah, then it yeah. just fucking bombs hard because. That's not who they are, really. Yeah, yeah. They've yeah, just yeah. gone up timid and just been like, uh, like just them. we talk about be themselves, be that terrified yeah, yeah, yeah. person they are, rather than the inside thoughts. That's not yourself. That's just your inside thoughts. But like with, but maybe the reason, uh, the reason I did this then is the fact that I was terrified, and I was for spent my life convincing myself that I wasn't terrified, that I was totally fine. Terrified of what? Of life in general. Oh, okay. Of everything. Yeah, yeah. And just sort of like, and then the, the that terror would become anger and aggression. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so yeah. like, stand up was a thing that it terrified me wholly. And I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I was like, yeah. okay, fine. And then when I did that, I was like, oh, okay, well then. And then everything just was like, oh, I've, I've you sort of slain the beast of, yeah, you, of yeah, your soul, yeah, and then you can yeah, go yeah. right, okay, no, this that's fine. I can work function as a normal human being in society because I can kind of relate to people for five minutes, ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Minutes. no, definitely, man. Yeah, and I, I think that's quite. Lots of comics would relate to that. Mm. I think I saw it more like similar to what you were saying in a slightly different way. Like, yeah. like yeah, yeah, I was definitely like, yeah, terrified of the world. How did you phrase it? Yeah. And I guess I still am to a degree, but I'm getting better at improving on that, yeah. I think. Weirdly, stand-up's like that thing of, if you're like anxious all the time, mm. you've, I always feel like, like all the time people are looking at me and judging me, right? Mm. But when I do stand-up, I know they're looking at me and judging me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a difference. It's like control, you control yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, control you're like... I feel like just when I'm in the supermarket, everyone's like looking at me, yeah, and like thinking, "Who's this guy?" But when you're on stage, you, yeah, you've chosen that, yeah, and then you you also choose what to say. So. You're staring into the face, but weirdly, yeah, weirdly, it's like you. Feel, it's that weird thing, isn't it? How you seek out. I think it's true as you not just stand up. I think people are anxious. People seek out these um, incredibly extreme scenarios because mm. it's like a paradox where it makes you feel in control by being in this yeah. you know, some people choose like mountain climbing or fucking yeah. whatever extreme sports I think it's all the same kind yeah. of impulse that, that's it I think that's a similar personality trait to people who do comedy it's just what you choose I mean it's this or cutting ourselves isn't it really that's what that is right. Although I've, never been, I've never been no I I understand uh, logically why people do that but I've never yeah, yeah you're right though it is a similar mm. thing I definitely feel like before I go on stage, really relaxed. Definitely isn't the word, but like totally focused. Yeah, like a total like. So you're saying yeah because you, it's not yeah, and it's single mindedness. It's not nerves. It's, yeah, I quite often like if it's an important gig, I quite often be like this. Like, <laughs> oh, it's weird, but people are like, <laughs> yeah, what's wrong? I've got my head in my hands, by the way. For yeah. the but it's not. I just feel like really like. Yeah. I guess it's just loads just of focusing, adrenaline sort of going through, and you're just like. And I feel I love that feeling. It feels yeah. great. Do you know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about. Everyone, yeah. I'm sure. All kinds That's of it. Of Revisiting the gigs that have been amazing. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go through the set. Yeah, oh, you this feel is it's just into, yeah, intense focus, basically. Yeah. I model myself on a in a specific job. We all model ourselves on certain uh, like trades, maybe or, or certain archetypes 
of um, hardworking individuals like in, in the world or it could be real or imaginary like you know mm-hmm. sort of like say you know you might picture yourself as a, a superhero or, or you know you go up there okay I'm, I'm Dave Green I, this is me I bring this person the, you know the Hulk or whatever it is so what is your version of Dave Green that goes on stage and just and destroys I don't know about goes on stage and or destroy. just maybe destroys his, but as a comedian but my as a comedian, comedian. comedian. alright well, yeah because I as you were saying that I thought what popped in my head is yeah when I used to do the one liners I thought of myself as like I used to think of making one liner it is almost like making something physical so it's almost like a carpenter like you made something out of wood or something and you've gone well I'm not like a little machine or something do you know what I mean like yeah. a perfect machine yeah so I guess like a machinist or like an engineer or what do you call that yeah but and then like I guess the longer bits yeah it works on the same level yeah so some sort of again it might sound corny especially given our talk of art school but yeah it's almost like a sculptor I guess mm-hmm. you're fucking trying to find the fit. like it's in there somewhere and you're just trying to fucking find it a ghost yeah <laughs> like ghost yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah I guess that's yeah yeah it does almost feel like something physical making making yeah. jokes yeah it's really like sort of a... Which is weird because I'm shit at like DIY. Right. So just being asked every time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's an unfinished coffee table. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. So I guess something like that. Oh, what is it? What's your other question? It's my go-to story or something. Yes. Uh, you can say in a weird way. You said, this, what's your go-to story? This is it. This is uh, like, social engagement. I, well, I was well, like, I don't have social engagement. Now talking to you, it's like, well, I think it's a story about the... Uh, the serving plates, the the dinner party serving plates. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, else? I did think of one actually. This yeah. definitely isn't my go-to story, but it's one that happened a while ago. I told someone about it the other day, so it popped in my head because right. I talk about mind reading and shit. And I did this um, gig with. It's actually just down the road in Leinstone. This weird gig in a cafe, and I was on after the mind reader. And I was meant to be going to my friend's birthday thing afterwards, and I was meant to do my set and just fucking leave, right? Because I promised him I'll go to his birthday. But um, the act after me was a mind reading act, and I got roped. And he was like, "Think of a number," and I was the fucking guy for the number. So I had to stay there to the end of his act. It was like, you know, it's like after a gig, you just want to leave, man. Totally. <laughs> and I was just stuck there for like twenty, twenty-five minutes waiting to come up in. But anyway, it was a fairly straightforward mind reading thing where he, yeah, I think I wrote down a number on a chalkboard, whatever, sixty-eight, and then he looked in my eyes. And he, as far as I remember, he just guessed 68, which is, I don't know, maybe that isn't that impressive if you know how that shit's done, but I didn't know how it was done. But the point is, I went to my friend's birthday party and I was like, fuck, sorry guys, I'm late. I got stuck with this fucking mind reader guy. Mm. And uh, he made me um, guess, he, he, and he guessed the number that I'd drawn on this chalkboard and my friend just turned around with 68. Whoa. How weird is that? Yeah, that's And weird. I freaked out. I was like, yeah, totally. Fuck. That's yeah. what I did. And they how were like, what, 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 what? How, how did he know that though? Well, is it that's... just? Well, it depends what you believe. I believe it's just a coincidence, but a very uh, yeah, very uh, yeah, well, just a dramatic random. one, right? Because there's any number out of a hundred. Totally, that's quite yeah, cool. Isn't it? Sixty-eight. Because that was it was funny. Because that was like usually shit like that. I'm like, oh, this is just lame. Mm-hmm. But then it was like, oh, maybe there is, maybe there is a bit of magic in the world. I've been Dave Green. Love each other. Come oh, on, well, guys. that was quite. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it was quite funny. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you've seen the guys act, though. Huh? Or was it just down the road, the the, the dinner party thing? No, no. It was like right the way across London. They have no, there was no right. link whatsoever. Whoa. 
68, oh, that's weird. It was there, a cafe there, and the fucking pie was in Hammersmith or something. Crazy. Yeah, there's no there's no way they could That is odd. They're totally unrelated things. Yeah, it was just a coincidence, I think. And I Googled it afterwards. I, I can't remember where it was, 68, but whatever number it was, I Googled to see if that was like a common number that everyone yeah. chose or something. Yeah, I don't know if it was something as simple as that. Yeah. But it wasn't. Ah, crazy. And so That's quite weird, isn't it? Uh, yeah, for sure, man. Especially how we just just get it. See, that was quite a good story. It was better than I yeah. thought. That story. That's it. Is that the one you crack out and you go, guys? You know, weird I don't crack out that often, but now no. I will be. Do people have stories that they crack out? And... Like, there are a couple of people, like you know, who yeah, do, yeah. do that. You know, that's I guess it. I'm not really like a storyteller in my day to day life. But that's well, I'm trying to think. Well, that's probably the best one. But like, that's the thing. It's like uh, for me, uh, the like the, I used to be a very anxious person. Like you know, I'd be in mm. a room with people, and I'd be just sitting there, kind of watching. And then I'm like, okay, just not that I'm watching weird, taking notes, yeah, but just yeah. kind of like, all right, let's see what's going on. And and then occasionally I'd throw in the line here, but like, and then I see after a while, I'd be like the ego thing kind of took over. It's like, no, no, fuck it, just you know, just let it, just fucking go for it, just yeah, yeah, say yeah. something. Yeah. And a friend of mine would be like, would always be telling stories about oh, fucking making everyone laugh and holding court and shit. I'm like. I want to be that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to be the guy that's fucking having just holding yeah, yeah, everyone's yeah, attention. Yeah, yeah. I fucking can do that, you know. And so, because I throw a line and, and now you make people like, pay to see you do that. That's, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And so you know, I was like that, and then it became that guy. But it's like you know, but the stories. And then I thought, oh, I can just tell those stories. But no, you can't. They're only good in those certain situations because everyone's fucking hammered, or put on drugs or whatever fuck's yeah. going on. Did your missus? You missus come to see you a few times, right? Is she, is she a little bit, yeah. as well? I mean, no, no, she fucking she has no interest at all. Really, <laughs> yeah. she's quite good actually in a way. Like she came in the early days. She's come recently actually to see me do a few mm. previews. But she's fucking brutal, man. She, if someone doesn't work, she'll be like, yeah, that that didn't work. It's, it's, it is. it's fucking I guess it's better that, that than someone going oh yeah, it's, it's okay it's brilliant yeah right. I know yeah, yeah. I want, you want honesty don't you really but that's why you don't bring her that often I guess isn't it I'm the same I can't bring my wife <laughs> yeah, to yeah, things yeah, anymore yeah. It's, it's too hard for, it's too yeah, hard yeah, I, yeah, I, I want yeah. to build up my confidence not oh, tear it apart yeah that's it man I'm too like I'll even go to like what why, why didn't you say it was good? And she's like, because I didn't think so. He's like, just pretend. <laughs> just pretend. It's, it's a new so piece of material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it a chance. Or I'll ask, this is a classic one. I'll ask for feedback. Like I'm trying to, in designing my Edinburgh poster at the moment, I'll go, I keep asking me, so what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And she'll go like, I like it. She'll be like, I like it. And I'll go, nah, you're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've got like, a, you've got what you think. And depending on what mood I'm in, I either want them to say it's great mm. or I might want them to say it's shit. Yeah. You need to do a signal. Can I go? Can I go? Uh, this right hand up for say it's good. Left hand, left hand, just like like a little signal. And why do they say I just disagree with? It. Yeah. So one thing I've realised that I do with feedback is I'll um, totally disregard and go, "That's bullshit." I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. And then six months later, I'll do that thing and then pretend it was my idea. That's yeah. why I always do. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, <laughs> I assimilate it, forget who said it to me, and then I'll do it. And think it's my idea, and then. I'll go, oh, actually, that was that person who told me to do that. Yeah. The things that, that I said was bullshit at the time. <laughs> I get that. I, I do that a lot as well. My my, my miss will give me, might give me, we'll be talking about something I do. See, she, she's, she's funny as well, but I, we meet on humour. Throw a line to her, she'll throw something back to me. And then, then my line will be okay. Hers will be great. Yeah. But I'll automatically think that I thought of that line. I'm like, no, that's my joke. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. That's not your joke. That is fucking Do you ever try joke. and write with other comics? Uh, I, I, I find, yeah, it's very difficult, I find. Yeah, I'm not sure how helpful it is. I, I, do, so I used to have Nick Dixon a little bit, and we always yeah. used to... We used to argue about like what, what we about who owns what bit and then we got, <laughs> no. got really strict we were like yeah right this is 10 this is your time 10 minutes yeah and whatever's said in that time belongs to the person because sometimes yeah. you go off on a tangent yeah 
and because our voices are so different I would start to my head a bit and then I'd think and I'd go, oh that's actually quite good I might not know that mm. and they'd be like hang on no no but that's come off my bit and I'm like no but we've gone so many leaps it's become a different bit that's and I'm right. like well are you going to use the bit and he's like no and I'm like well why do you care if I use it and he's like because exactly. it came off my brainstorm and I'm like who yeah. fucking cares? and it would happen the other way around it was kind of fun in a way but I'm not yeah, I don't know how useful it is. It's just an excuse. It's like the same reason we're doing this podcast. Once you get to a certain age, you can't just go, do you want to hang out with me? No. You need to do Comics. something. There needs to be a reason. Then. I know, right? We're doing a podcast, we're writing jokes with him. That's it. There's more of that, actually, than actually writing the jokes. We're all this together, but on our own. <laughs> well, always on our own. Just like, let's just, just delude ourselves into thinking we're not on our own forever yeah, until yeah. we die. Yeah. Russell Hicks said that about the podcast. He's like, he enjoys doing it, but he, basically what I just said, he's like, yeah, but sometimes he thinks it's sad that like, we can't just get together and have a chat without recording it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, what's wrong it. with comedians? Like, That's true. Can't yeah. You just, like, yeah, we need to... to, to, to we're distracting ourselves. Constantly distracting ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just have like a human connection. It's like, this could be content. Yeah. This is content. <laughs> totally. Debris, your show is in Bar 50 at 6 o'clock called... Bar 50, Melt. 6 o'clock on the Free Fringe. The Free Fringe. Melt. Is Dave it, Green Melt. With, uh, is it Laughing Horse or PBH? Laughing Horse. Laughing Horse, right. Okay, cool. Well, Dave, well, thanks for coming to the show, man. That was yeah. good fun, wasn't it? It's been yeah, still got a whole flapjack left. <laughs> <laughs> Update over. <laughs> And that was episode 62 with a very funny, uh, the guy who has a lot of social anxiety about objects, who is doing his show at Bar 50 at 6 o'clock at the Edinburgh Fringe. The name of that show is called Melt. Go and check his stuff out. He's a very funny guy. As I said, I went to go and see his show last year called Slug. It's really fun. I really enjoyed it. So guys, go check it out. 6 o'clock, Bar 50, every day at the Edinburgh Fringe. Dave Green, Melt. If you want to follow this podcast on Twitter, we're there at The Comedy Defect Podcast. We also have a Facebook group called The Comedy Defect Podcast. It's quite original. You can also follow me on Twitter at Winter Phonander. You can also find some jokes that I'm stripping, stripping, yes, stripping from the Guinness Encyclopedia on Twitter under the handle at Guinness Jokes. I haven't been doing a lot of that recently, but I've been writing this new show called By the Power of Grayskull. It's a lot of fun. Did I tell you it's on the 29th of June at the Shaftesbury Fringe, and that is Shaston Social Club at 10.30pm, and that is this Friday. Yeah, I've been previewing it around the place. It's been great fun to work out some stuff there, and it's been real funny, and I've got some great feedback, so come and see it. If you want to support this podcast, you can go to Patreon, type in The Comedy Defect Podcast, or donate as little as a pound, or as much as you feel this podcast is worth. And those of you that do donate, thanks. Those of you that don't donate, hey, that's okay. Just leave us a nice, honest review on iTunes or Podbean, because it just really helps. It tells people where we are and what we're doing. That's it for episode 62 with Dave Green. Hope you enjoyed that one. Next month, we've got a guy that's been putting in the mind it is very funny Luke Stephen for episode 63 that is at the end of July and whatever you do enjoy June it's hot and as I say Dave Green's show is called Melt fitting that we should be doing this in June when it is absolutely melting out there at the moment Dave Green Melt Bar 50 every day at the Edinburgh Fringe and that is at 6 o'clock until July wear sun cream <laughs>